international communities of Greater Toronto. Opinions and views expressed here do not necessarily represent those of this station. Now programming for Toronto's Irish community on AM 1430 Fairchild Radio. Very good morning to you on August the 17th. An absolute cracker of a day out there today, folks. Beautiful. Saturday, 22 degrees and sunny here in Toronto. So if you're at the breakfast table, or if you're out in your car and you're driving around this fine city, or any city that you happen to be in, you're very welcome to Kjol August Crack. And we're playing a little bit of music there in the background from Lord of the Dance. It's called Victory. And why wouldn't it be? Ireland's latest world champion, Rob Heffernan. He uh, won gold at the Athletics, the 50-kilometer walk in Russia. A big congratulations to Rob, the corkman. He said it was like an out-of-body experience winning it. He was great crack on Irish radio this week, giving interviews. He was just thrilled, of course, to win it. It's only our third-ever gold medal at Athletics. And who were the other two winners? Sonia O'Sullivan and Eamon Coughlin. And it's actually 30 years ago to the day in 1983 on August the 14th when Eamon Coughlin won gold for Ireland Athletics. How about that? Very good. And not only that, but right close to us in uh, Montreal, um, we uh, are participating in the IPC Swimming World Championships. And uh, that's on between August 12th and the 18th. So Ireland's out there with a strong team. And uh, fair play to uh, the likes of Darren McDonald. He claimed gold medal in the 400-meter freestyle. And Bethany Firth has won a silver medal at the uh, championships in Montreal. She's a 17-year-old, and she finished second in the final of the 200-meter freestyle. So fair play to all those folks. uh, James Scully in uh, County Meath, man, he claimed a bronze medal in the 200-meter freestyle final as well. So well done to all those folks, and more victory in the, on the soccer front. Northern Ireland claimed a great victory over Russia during the week, one nothing in Belfast. Michael O'Neill, the manager of Northern Ireland, that's his first win, and he bettered the Russian team, coached by Fabio Capello and his boys. Of course, Fabio Ben, the former coach of the English team, and the Republic of Ireland could only squeak out an L 0-0 draw against... Wales, a very disappointing match, I would think. Um, on the other sporting fronts, we have Ireland's Dan Martin, who's confirmed that he'll lead Team Garmin Sharp in the Giro d'Italia in 2014, which is actually starting in Belfast, believe it or not. And that's a major boost for uh, the big start, which will see riders tackle two stages, starting and finishing in Belfast. So that's very good. It'll uh, the stage will go from Antrim, or sorry, uh, Armagh to uh, Dublin from the 10th to the 12th of May next year. And Martin is uh, currently ranked 10th in the world, and this year has had massive success, winning the one-day classic Liege Bastogne to Liege in April, and also winning his first stage in the Tour de France in July. And you know what? I just thought I'd be here all alone today with no one to abuse me. Um, I'm back in, in my my colourful outfits. But on the line, folks, coming to us live from Ireland, somewhere in Ireland, is my man, the co-host of this show, Mark O'Brien. How are you, Mark? I'm good, Ken. How are you today? I'm fantastic. The country must be... Uh, up and cheering all week long with the uh, the kind of results we're getting. A great win for Rob Heffernan. I don't know if you were, I'm sure you were I listening was, in. Huh? Yeah, no, it was all over the news here. It was uh, quite, a, quite a story, all right, yeah. Brilliant it win. The, uh, it uh, it made for made for uh, some, some great reading this week. And uh, I'm actually calling you from Adair Manor down in um, in Limerick. Oh, very and nice. The green, and, the green and white flags are all over the place, Ken, down here. And it's, a, it's a, quite the scene set for the big game tomorrow. Massive, massive game. Limerick and Clare up at Croker. I'd say mm-hmm. it'll be a great atmosphere up there. You're uh, you're not going to slide over there, are you? I won't make it up there, no. I'm just down here to see a friend of mine, and uh, I know that uh, I, I will not be able to make the trek up there, but I think that uh, I'd say Limerick will be a great place to rob a bank uh, tomorrow. <laughs> there'll be nobody here. Be nobody well, here. We shouldn't be advertising that now, should we? <laughs> All the homes no. will be empty. 
<laughs> absolutely, absolutely not. And How are uh, things over there with you? All right. Wonderful. Can't complain. And you're enjoying uh, just your first week uh, of your trip back there in Ireland, doing your bit for the gathering. I'm trying to do my bit for for the gathering here, all right. But um, we spent uh, spent quite a bit of time there with with the family as well. It's good to see them all. But and the rain or the the weather hasn't been cooperating so far. So it's been it's been raining for a few days here now. But um, it's supposed to be supposed to be picking up now in the next. Uh, I think you took it all away when you were here. I must in have. July. Must have brought uh, it back here. That's 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 what everybody says to me. Oh, you missed all the good weather. Of course, it makes you feel really good. Doesn't it does, it? doesn't it? Yeah, when they say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, they did have a good spell. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. Well, hopefully it picks up for you. And uh, down in Adair Manor, it's beautiful down there, isn't it? It's lovely down here. Yeah, it's lovely. Yeah, I, I really like it here. And what kind of a show have you got lined up? There? Oh, kind of, fabulous! I, I can still a beauty, you know, even though I'm not there. Oh, you should see the outfit I've on today. Oh, you would have had some fun <laughs> with it. I can tell you that. But we don't have to describe that since you're not here. It's wonderful. I can keep it all to myself. Take a picture. Take a, for me. <laughs> Take a picture. We'll post it on Facebook for you. No <laughs> doubt about it. And uh, so you have a, a large group back there for a, a golf trip, don't you? I brought a group of a group of fellas back here. Yeah, and I'm and, I'm just joining them for the odd couple of games um, right. here and there where where I can. But um, yeah, there's uh, six fellas out here. Um, some of them I know, some of them I don't know. But um, you know, I just uh, kind of put together the itinerary for them and let them go on their way and. Uh, I um yeah no it's I, been it's it's been good so they're going to some nice places that's for sure. Well, that's good, and I hope, with all of hopes, for those lads that are with you, that you didn't book the hotel rooms, did you? I did. Yes. <laughs> did you I get did. the right dates? No. Did you? So far, so far, <laughs> so good, Ken. I'll let you tell the listeners about that when, oh, I, when I get off the line. Right. I can't take any more abuse on it. I just wish you were here for the abuse. Anyway, we're, we're, we got home safe and sound from the PGA, let's put it that way. But if anyone wants a cheap room down there this weekend, they can have they can have a hotel room in Rochester. Oh, oh, we leave it up to people's imagination to fill in the blanks there. We will, we will. You're some man. Yeah, well, listen, we, we got uh, what, quite the experience we got anyway, didn't we? We, we got did into indeed. an elevator with Tim Clark and we got to see Mr. Poulter and we got to see all kinds of people. Oh, right? yeah, Darren Clark and David Ferrity. They were all staying at a great hotel, including the, the very famous Eddie Brett, too. <laughs> Eddie Brett, yeah. See, you couldn't have scripted it better. We couldn't have. Eddie Brett was, was there and uh, Councillor Grimes was there and his brothers and James Maloney and Deirdre Brett. We ran into a great crew all together and we had a great couple of nights and even Charlie and Dermot behaved themselves, didn't they? They did, yeah. Well, none of our lads uh, performed on the golf course, but uh, anyway, some other day, some oh, other day. Unfortunately not. And who are you taking in the uh, in the game tomorrow? I'm taking Limerick, yeah. I'm going to take Limerick. Oh, I'm yeah. going to take him in the minor and in the senior. Very good, very good. And yeah. how about uh, uh, the Premiership kicked off today and my boys got off to a great win, one nothing over Stoke. Oh, I, I saw a little bit of it. Um, there were uh, no, no biting incidents in it as far as I could tell. No. So, uh, good win for your lads then. Yeah, Suarez wasn't playing. Of course, he's still suspended, but I'll tell you one thing, they they played extremely well, deserved to win that game about 4 nothing. And you're uh, always, you're always saying I'm that. always saying that. But your boys, are they up today or tomorrow? Uh, I think tomorrow. All right. Tomorrow, that way, yeah. And Celtic got yeah. off to a great win too, two nothing over Aberdeen. So, that's oh, good. is that right? Yeah, I haven't seen much. Uh, haven't been, been paying much attention today. There you go. Well, uh, you off? Are you playing golf today? Um, uh, no, not today. All not right. today. Yeah, just come down here to see my buddy. He's and then he's heading up to see the. Uh, he's heading up to see the game tomorrow. Oh, very good. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Great. Is that Jer, is it? Evening. It is, yeah. Oh, brilliant. Good, good. Yeah, well, good luck absolutely. to Limerick. I have me, uh, my Limerick hat at home, and uh, I think I have a clear hat, so maybe I'll just switch between the two, depending on who's winning. I'd be like my son, Cormac, who, whoever's winning a game, that's who he's cheering for. <laughs> well, I wore my yellow. Uh, I was over at La Hinch uh, this, earlier this week, and uh, I wore my yellow up the banner Eamon O'Loughlin uh, hat there, and uh, lots of people um, made comment about it there that were in the in the restaurant. They said, "Did you know him?" And I said, "I did, of course." Ah, very so good. anyway, nice touch. Man is a legend. He's a legend here. He is. The hat serves it well. He's a legend, an Irish legend, no doubt about it. Well, it sounds like um, you're having a perfect time. 
And uh, Rob Heffernan had a perfect uh, week in terms of winning the uh, the third, only the third gold medal in athletics for Ireland on the uh, on the track, and that's uh, that's great. So we're going to kick off the show, Mark, with a bit of music called "Perfect World" from Codaline. Pal, thanks a million for calling in. It's always good to hear your voice. All right, Kenny, you're very welcome. Enjoy the show there. Cheers, mate. Bye, bye. Bye. Touch gloves, yeah, it'll be all right. I always knew you had a heavy heart, brother, brother. You're taking me back to the start. I saw your face in a photograph, painting a picture of a better time, brother, brother. In a perfect world In a perfect world In a perfect, a perfect world Touchdown to reality It's not exactly what you family invite you to visit downtown Toronto's oasis of Irish hospitality at the Irish Embassy, 49 Young Street at Wellington, and PJ O'Brien's at 39 Colborne, just behind the King Edward Hotel. The Irish Embassy, a landmark of classic architecture, is your downtown destination for drinks, snacks, lunch, or dinner. Call 416-866-8282. And just around the corner, enjoy the local pub atmosphere of PJ O'Brien's, serving the best in pub fare and also your downtown venue for an intimate evening dinner. PJ's has live music every Friday and Saturday night. Call PJ's at 416-815-7562. For over 12 years now, the Belfast Lounge has been the go-to place in Mississauga for great food, great ambiance, and a traditional Irish welcome. Located at 5165 Dixie Road at Amco, just north of Eglinton, Colin McCullough and his staff will be pleased to welcome you to an Irish bar and restaurant that evokes memories of some of Ireland's great classic pubs. You can choose your spot at the bar, dine in the comfortable restaurant section, or just stretch your legs in the cozy lounge area. The cuisine of Executive Chef Colin is renowned, whether you are dropping in for a fast pub grub lunch or a more leisurely evening dinner with family and friends. We look forward to seeing you at the Belfast Lounge, an Irish oasis in Mississauga. Call us at 905-212-9048 for group bookings or to find out our upcoming entertainment schedule. We're located at 5165 Dixie Road at Amco, just north of Eglinton Avenue. 
Well, here we are. We're back in the studio and on the line, the man in the nation's capital and not, may I say, going to be the only man in the nation's capital today that we'll talk to. But he's a very special man on our show, bringing us the news from Ireland, Desmond Devoy. Good morning, Desmond. Good morning, Ken, and uh, good morning to you folks and all of our listeners. Desmond Devoy here with the news from Ireland for this week. Uh, great to have you back, Ken. And here are the top stories that have been making headlines in Ireland. And our top story this morning is one that Ken was actually talking about earlier on in the show. Great excitement, great sports news to tell you about with word that Cork's Rob Heffernan has won the first gold medal for Ireland at the World Athletic Championships in Moscow, Russia, the first since 1995 for Ireland. Despite coming fourth at last year's Summer Olympics in London, England, he beat all challengers at Luzhniki Stadium in the 50-kilometer walk event. He later described his win as, quote, an out-of-body experience. He also posted a time of 3 hours, 37 minutes, 56 seconds, just two seconds off of his own Irish record, beating his nearest Russian challenger by a minute. The win came exactly 30 years to the day, August 14, 1983, that Eamon Coughlin won Ireland's first gold medal at the inaugural World Championships in Helsinki, Finland, in the 5,000 metres. The only other Irish gold medal winner was Sonia O'Sullivan in 1995 in Gothenburg, Sweden. Funnily enough, a second Irish win this week also has a Russian angle when the Northern Ireland international team beat Russia 1-0 at Windsor Park in Belfast in a World Cup qualifying game. This was a much-needed win for the team's manager, Michael O'Neill, who has had five draws and four defeats during his tenure so far. However, across the Irish Sea, the Republic of Ireland were not able to make a dent against Wales in a nil-nil tie in a friendly game. Ireland faces Sweden next month in World Cup qualifying action. In other news this morning, a young Irish photography student is claiming that she was forced to carry 1.7 million euros worth of cocaine out of Peru. Adding another bizarre element to the story which unfolded this week, the nephew of British musician Phil Collins has been placed at the centre of the gang which allegedly forced Michaela McCollum Connolly, 20, of Dungannon, County Tyrone, and Melissa Reed, 19, from Glasgow, Scotland, to carry 11.5 kilograms of drugs after being held at gunpoint. The two were found with the drugs on their possession at the Lima airport on August 6th, trying to smuggle the drugs to Spain. The two are being held in a Peruvian prison in Lima. Speaking from prison, Connolly said she feared for her life. Michaela's brother has flown to the South American nation to be with her sister, and he has hired a Peruvian lawyer for her. The women were due to have their first preliminary hearing yesterday. Sean Walsh, the Irish-American Archbishop of Lima, told the Irish Daily Star that if the girls name members of the gang to police, though they may get off a lighter sentence, they would later be hunted down and possibly killed by the gang's associates. The two women had been working on the Spanish island of Ibiza when they said they were caught up in a drug cartel, robbed of their passports and phones, and followed as they travelled on separate flights from Spain to Peru. Once in South America, they claimed they were ordered to carry cocaine hidden inside of food packets. In court news this morning, a senseless murder in Limerick, which shocked the country five years ago, has seen John Dundon being sentenced to a life sentence for killing rugby player Shane Gagan. The special criminal court ruled that evidence presented at the trial pointed, quote, overwhelmingly to his guilt. The Gary Owen player was shot dead in a case of mistaken identity as he walked home on November 9, 2008. He was shot in his head and body just after 1 a.m., just meters from his home. Dundon, 30, from Hyde Road, Limerick, pleaded not guilty and even listened to rap music on his headphones as Justice Kearns delivered the verdict on behalf of the three-judge court. Well, this week in Irish history certainly had many grotesque, unprecedented, bizarre and unbelievable moments, not the least of which was the resignation of Attorney General Patrick Connolly on August 16, 1982. He stepped down after Malcolm MacArthur, wanted for and later convicted of murder, was found at Connolly's house staying as a guest. Connolly said he was completely unaware of MacArthur's activities. On August 15, 1649, Oliver Cromwell, Lord Lieutenant of Ireland, lands with 13,000 troops in Dublin. On August 15, 1917, Taoiseach and hurling legend Jack Lynch is born in Cork. He served as Taoiseach from 1966 to 1973, and again from 1977 to 1979. As a hurler and a footballer, he won a single All-Ireland football medal and five All-Ireland hurling medals for the Rebel County. On a more somber note, on August 15, 1998, just months after the signing of the Good Friday Peace Agreement in Belfast, a 500-pound car bomb explodes in Omagh, County Tyrone, killing 29. The bomb was planted by the real IRA splinter group. 
On August 14, 1969, British troops are initially welcomed as protectors by the nationalist population on, in Derry's Bogside, following attacks by loyalists. And on August 10, 1971, famed Irish soccer player Roy Keane is born in Cork. He played for Cove Ramblers and Nottingham Forest, but he achieved fame playing for Manchester United, winning four FA Cups and seven Premier League titles. He also played for the Irish international team. And finally from us this week, every one woman wants to feel like a princess on her wedding day. But Kirsty Crooks, 27, a teacher from Lugall, County Armagh, really did become a princess after she said I do to Nigerian Prince Mustafa Oniru, the crown prince of Lagos. The small village in the north welcomed royal guests, including the prince's parents, the king and queen, who wore traditional Nigerian dress while their son wore a beige western three-piece suit. The bride's mother called it, quote, a very traditional Irish wedding. The Irish Examiner reports that after the service at the Logal Presbyterian Church, the reception was held at Castle Leslie in County Monaghan, where Sir Paul McCartney and Heather Mills hosted their wedding in 2002. The honeymoon in Saint-Tropez and would be held in Saint-Tropez and Monaco. The couple met through her job at the British International School in Lagos, Nigeria. The school is owned and run by the royal family, and Prince Mustafa is the school administrator. Crooks told BBC Radio Ulster that when she first met Mustafa, she was unaware of his royal status because he is so humble, but now, after her amazing day, she said she is looking forward to, quote, starting my new life as a princess. And there you go, folks. That was the news from Ireland this week. Now you're up to date. Now it's back to Toronto with broadcasting royalty of their own, Ken Tracy and Alex Young, and Mark O'Brien in Limerick. So on the next week, folks, Slán go foil. For Monoman, Brendan Dolan and his team welcome you to the Irish Shabine Pub, Etobicoke's newest Irish pub at 5555 Eglinton Avenue West, just a few blocks west of Renforth Avenue. The Irish Shabeen has been inspired by tradition and a desire to bring you the best possible Irish pub experience. Enjoy our warm interior decor that includes a large bar area and a variety of cozy spots to call your own. Our menu has a wide variety of delicious pub fare, and we also offer a schedule of weekly live entertainment. The Irish Shabeen can seat over 150 patrons, and we also offer a cozy 25-seat centennial boardroom with a fireplace and a 60-inch flat screen for meeting and presentations. This unique space is ideal for your special event, team, or association meetings. Drop in anytime and say hello to Brendan and his friendly team or give us a call at 416-695-9178. Once again, the Irish Shabine is located at 5555 Eglinton Avenue West, just a few blocks west of Renforth Avenue. The Galway Arms, located at 840 the Queensway in Etobicoke, is your home away from home in Toronto's West End. The Keane family invite you to come and enjoy some of the finest pints in Toronto, and they also feature some of the best Irish meals in the city. Game schedule for the next two weekends of GAA coverage. Tomorrow, of course, August the 18th, they're bringing in the minor hurling semi-final. That's at 8.30 a.m. And that's, of course, Limerick versus Galway. And then the Limerick fans will get to stay on because their team at 10.30 a.m. will be playing Clare. And that's in the senior hurling semi-final at Croker. And then further in the afternoon at 4.30, the Sunday game will come in and that is, of course, the GEA Review and Highlights show. And on Sunday, August the 25th at 8.30 a.m., it's the GEA Minor Football Semifinal, where it's Mayo versus Monaghan. And at 10.30 a.m., the GEA Senior Football Semifinal. The Mayo fans will be going wild again as they take on Tyrone. And then at 4.30, the Sunday game will come in live, and that is, of course, the Review and Highlights show. To get the entertainment and sports lineup, Call the Keane family at 416-251-0096 or go to the gowayarms.ca. All right, folks. Well, we mentioned that the Giro d'Italia will start in Belfast. Here's Paddy Riley with Green Glens of Antrim. Far across yonder blue lies a true fairy land with the sea rippling over the shingle and sand where the gay honeysuckle is luring the bee and the green glens of Antrim are called to me 
Well, here's another little session that happened in, these are called the Skiffle Sessions, and they happened in Belfast. It's Van Morrison, Lonnie Donegan, and who else? There's somebody else on that track. Um, yes, of course, Chris Barber. How, would, how could I forget? Here's Goodnight, Irene. Last Saturday night, I got married. Me and my wife settled down. But me and my wife have parted I'm going to take another stroll downtown Your rambling. Stop your gambling. Stop staying out late, late at night. Go home to your wife and your family. Sit down by your fireside so bright. Till the sea runs dry And if Irene ever turns her back on me I'm gonna take morphine and die Irene, good night, good night, good night, good night, good night, good night
Ah, yes, you haven't tuned in to Radio Jamaica or anything like that. This is still Keologus Crack, but we have a very important gentleman on the line. And, of course, he's the ambassador to Canada and to Jamaica. So we thought we'd play a little Bob Marley for him this morning. So here we go. Good morning, Ambassador Ray Bassett. How are you today? I'm very good, Ken. How are you? How about that for a bit of Bob Marley? I've actually got fond of Bob Marley since I started going down to Jamaica. I bet you did. I bet. There's no, there's no alternative. You hear him everywhere. Yes, indeed. And and I think you were down in Jamaica when our first show aired. We were hoping to have you on as our very first guest. So we're yeah. delighted that you could make it this time. We had a telecommunications challenges, let's say, back then. But uh, you're very welcome to Keologus Crack. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. I'm delighted to be here and to be on the show. That's great. And how are things at the embassy? What can you give us an update on on things that are happening in and around the embassy today? Yeah, it's it's uh, well, I suppose this time of year the, the big the big thing that keeps us occupied is um what we call the consular area. Um, we have a lot of visitors here and there's always one or two who fall into some type of trouble. Um and when I say trouble it may be just an accident or something like that. So it's fairly busy at the moment um with with, with various cases. Most of them seem to be in the West, believe it or not. We seem to have a lot of cases in Alberta and uh, Saskatchewan at the moment. But uh, I suppose that's the time of year. You know, there's a lot of visitors over. And uh, the number of people going between Ireland and Canada has gone way, way up. So it's, and that's reflected in, uh, as I say, the number of cases that, that arise. Um, apart from that, we've, you know, the, we're preparing for the... For the Global Irish Network meeting in Dublin, which is um, takes place every second year and brings together all the, you know, about 300 of the most prominent people of the diaspora, and we've a big Canadian and big Toronto representation, and obviously we've also got the summit, which involves the the Chambers of Commerce here and the uh, ICBA, and I know um, Cormac Monaghan and the Chamber in Toronto are doing. Uh, doing a big job in that area. So there's quite a, quite a bit around. There's also a, a Newfoundland um, delegation going over to do some job recruiting and also to do some trade work. Um, so there's a, there's a, there's a, the agenda is fairly full at the moment. That's amazing. So, yeah, that, that path between uh, Canada and Ireland is a, is a busy one these days for sure. And, of course, lots of new new immigrants coming out as well, right? So, And, and they seem to be heading out uh, out west to uh, Sask- uh, Saskatchewan and, and uh, British Columbia a lot, right? Well, that's certainly... I mean, we, obviously, when you, when you migrate to Canada, people don't keep checks on you, but certainly the Canadian um, immigration authorities believe that the biggest destination now is Alberta, right. um, probably Toronto second. Vancouver was very big, but it's, there seems to be less people going to Vancouver, maybe because people, are, certainly from the embassy, we've noticed that probably people in Vancouver have bigger uh, problems getting employment than the rest of Canada. And some of the people who've gone to Vancouver have actually returned home without without employment. So my advice to anyone is, there, is essentially, if you're looking for a job, obviously um, the three provinces with, with you know, where you can get job probably easiest is Alberta, Saskatchewan, and Newfoundland at the moment, you know? Very good. Right. Well, we'll... Uh, Anywhere there's oil, Ken, there's jobs. There's jobs, absolutely. You know, British face, where there's muck, there's brass. Well, <laughs> there's oil, there's jobs. <laughs> exactly. Very good. And uh, Saturday, August the 31st, you've got uh, a big event, an initiative that, uh, that you're uh, running, the 1913 Centenary of the uh, the strike and lockout in Dublin, with the uh, the Irish Transport and General Workers Union, can you uh, tell our listeners a little bit about that event? Yeah, well, it's it's, it's I'd love to say I'm organising myself, but it's really Michael Quigley, who's in, uh, in ha- with the Hamilton Irish uh, Club, is uh, probably the lead person on it. But it's a it's a joint um, promotion between ourselves and the Irish Club in Hamilton and the local. Hamilton and District Labour Council, and the whole idea is that uh, August the 31st is the 100th anniversary of an event which happened in Dublin, which is in Dublin folklore, which was essentially the Batten Charge in O'Connell Street, which left two people dead and a lot of people injured, but it was part of an industrial dispute that was going on at the time for for, um, trade union recognition. And um, it's the first of... uh, 
many anniversaries are coming up. We've got 1914, which will be the, the passing of the Home Rule Bill. You have 1915, the Battle of the Somme, and then the biggest one of all is obviously the 1916 Rising, which uh, is going to be commemorated as well. So, but the the Hamilton event is something I, I'm particularly interested in because, according to family folklore, that my grandfather was one of those locked out. So I, I do have a certain degree of, of of personal interest in it. You know, very good. Yeah. I mean, not good that he was locked out, but good that you have an association there, yeah, and that you can, you can speak about it uh, yes, very well, closely. Right? Say, it was it was uh, it was a tough time in uh, in, in in Dublin uh, and in industrial relations generally, and I suppose it was part of of the great changes that occurred uh, in the early twentieth century, which gave us probably rise to the great middle class development as as as. as uh, wages and uh, conditions improved the, the whole economy sort of took off because once you've got demand uh, in an economy it, you know the, it's, it's the best thing for probably a uh, material wealth in the long in the long run you know you can't sell into an economy where people are essentially have no uh, disposable income sure sure but anyway i'm looking forward to it and it's uh, sid ryan who's um uh, with the ontario um Trade Union is also going to attend. Sid is another Dubliner. Yes, indeed. I know he's going. He's getting involved in it as well, and so is, as I say, uh, Michael Quigley. And Michael is involved with the university in, in in Hamilton. So I'm really looking forward to it. Well, great stuff. And that is Saturday, August the 31st at 7:30 p.m. and it's at the um, Workers Arts and Heritage Centre, which is at 51 Stewart Street in Hamilton. And there's no charge for that event, which is no. very nice. And I'm look, as I say, I'm looking forward to it. I think there'll be some one or two other events around uh, around Canada, but um, Hamilton uh, has a long history of trade union uh, activism, and it's also a city which has a, a, about eighty thousand in the last census indicated that Irish background. So it's it's it, it certainly wasn't a place I knew that much about before I came to Canada, but I didn't realise that it had quite a strong Irish ethnic flavour in in the city, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, and they seem to have a fairly active uh, Canadian club, don't they? So it's good. They do. The club down there is, uh, it's, it's a smallish club, but it's a very, very active club. And uh, to be honest, when I, I tend to drop into it. If I'm driving pa- uh, around to Niagara or anything down Niagara Peninsula, I always drop into the club there because it's a very, very welcoming club. And... Uh, People who, who, who run it seem to have a great have created a great atmosphere in the club. Brilliant. Well, that's what we want. We want that a vibrant community, which is great. And you're a great man to get out and about. And we look forward to seeing you around Toronto one of these days. And we want to thank you very much for coming on the show. Pure, it's a pure pleasure, Ken. And listen, good luck to yourself and Mark with the program. Thanks so much. All Take care best. and enjoy the weekend. Same to you. All the best. Bye. Good luck. Bye. Wonderful. Well, there we go, our ambassador to Canada, the Honourable Ray Bassett. We're going to move on with a wee bit of music, and this is a band that's um, based in the good old Schligach, County Sligo, where, uh, of course, I'm from. There's a, These guys are uh, quite the band. They play traditional music, they play Celtic music, they play world music, and this uh, this particular track is a, a traditional track in this band there's a lad called Steve Wickham and he's one famous fiddle player he plays with the water boys but he uh, he actually loves playing in this band and plays all around town Sligo's a bit of a hotbed for music whether it be traditional music or uh, rock music there's always lively atmosphere in the pubs around there places like Shoot the Crows and and Hennigan's um, there's also a, a, a a bassist in this band called Eddie Lee. I used to work for his brother Declan in Sligo at one time when I was a young fella. Anyway, we'll move on. The band is called No Crows. If you ever get a chance, check out their CD. And this particular track is called October Snow.
Lovely stuff. Tiptoeing around the kitchen. I hope you were. Well, Limerick will be dreaming of their dreams of reaching an All-Ireland hurling final. Here's a band from Limerick, the Cranberries, with Dreaming My Dreams. Very nice. Well, folks, here we go with the Guinness Community Calendar of Events for this week. Irish summer camps are still on from 9 a.m. to 3.30 every day with a concert on the Friday. That's August 19th to the 23rd at the Irish Supporters Club, 4120 Ridgeway Drive in Mississauga. And August 26th to the 30th at the Museum of Steam and Technology, 900 Woodward Avenue at the QEW. To register, send Maureen O'Leary an email at moleary2001 at rogers.com or give her a call at 416-446-6993. And next Saturday, August the 24th, it's the annual Mayo Picnic and Barbecue. And that'll be held up at the Freely Estate in Richmond Hill. The cost is $15 per person. And the number to call for information is 416-748-9227. Now, we have a very important message on this in terms of transportation. I had a quick chat with Anne McMahon this morning, and she's happy to tell me that if you are looking for transportation to this event, you can pick it up at the Galway Arms or at the Finch & Young Subway. And to do that, just give Anne a call at 416 231 4283 or give Tom a call at 416 505 
9773 and we will post that on our website with all our other information. Well, we had the Ambassador on earlier, Saturday, August the 31st at 7.30pm. It's the 1913 Centenary. This is an initiative of Ray Bassett. And it's a commemoration in words and song of the 1913 strike and lockout in Dublin when the Irish Transport and General Workers Union faced the combined forces of 400 employers determined to starve the workers into submission. This is co-sponsored by the Embassy of Ireland, Hamilton and District Labour Council, Leuna and the Irish Canadian Club of Hamilton. And that's happening at the Workers' Arts and Heritage Centre, 51 Stewart Street in Hamilton. There's no charge and it's a cash bar. Saturday, also August the 31st, the Toronto Gales are having a pub night. And that's at the Celtic Supporters Club at Midland Avenue and Progress. For more information, give Billy Miller a call and he'll take care of the rest of the details for you. The Toronto Traditional Irish Music School starts its fall set of 10 sessions of group classes starting Monday evening, September the 9th at the Emerald Isle Seniors Centre. And that's 1190 Danforth Avenue at the corner of Danforth and Greenwood, one uh, block west of Greenwood subway stop on the Danforth. Fiddle classes will be held by Patrick Orico and they start at 6pm. Give them a call at 416-462-2972 and tin whistle classes uh, for beginners and intermediate. They'll be taught by Debbie Quigley and they start at 7pm and you can give Debbie a call at 647-897-9239. Saturday, September the 14th, it's the second annual Innisfil Celtic Festival at Innisfil Beach, Park, and that is on the beautiful shores of Lake Simcoe. It'll commence at 11.30pm. There'll be music, dancing, games, the whole lot. Lots of crack up there in Innisfil. And if you want more information, give Angie Chisholm a call at 705-456-1595. The third annual Streetsville Festival. It's a Cayley, and that's happening on September the 21st at the Vic Johnson Community Centre. Doors open at 6pm. And it's a great night to raise funds for kids in the community. There'll be two bands playing, plus a DJ all night. Tickets are $50, and you get a delicious roast chicken dinner and corn on the cob, plus dessert for that price. The Banquet Hall will host a silent auction with dozens of amazing deals to be offered. You can purchase your tickets individually, or you can reserve tables of six or eight. And you can purchase those at the Vic Johnson Community Centre or at Ladner's Clothiers. Go to streetsvillecayley.com or contact Julie Walker, 647-808-1546. The Ireland-Canada Chamber of Commerce, in partnership with the Ireland-Canada Business Association, Enterprise Ireland, the Industrial Development Authority and Connacht International proudly present a business gathering. This is a one-day forum in Dublin's iconic Shelburne Hotel on Friday, September the 27th. So if you know of Irish businesses wanting to do business with Canada or Canadian companies wanting to do business with Ireland, please get in touch with the Chamber. You can send them an email at main at ICCTO.com. And finally, Saturday, September the 28th, Shamrock and Garden and Landscaping will hold their first annual golf tournament in aid of mental health at Bantry's Roost Golf and Country Club, and that's off Bramley Road in Brampton. It's an 8 a.m. shotgun start with dinner at the Irish Shabine at 5 p.m. The cost is $125. For more information, call Cottle Boyd at 416-200-8214. Or send them an email at cboyd at shamrockgardens.ca. And for all that information, folks, if you didn't catch it here, you can go to the Guinness Community Calendar events on our website at saturdayirishradio.com. Well, we'll move on with a wee bit of music. She's not from Clare. She's from Cork, where Rob Heffernan won for Ireland this week. And, of course, she was married to a great Clare man. This is Rathdrum Fair by one of the finest voices in this town, Madeleine O'Loughlin. I sat up 
Ah, lovely stuff. Beautiful, beautiful track by Madeline O'Loughlin there, Wrath Drum Fair. Well, we're winding her down here, folks, and uh, just wanted to say I watched a a beautiful movie this week based in uh, Cork. It's a movie called Runway. If you haven't seen it, you should check it out. It's loosely based on a true story about a Colombian pilot who crash lands in a small village in Cork, and then he befriends a, a young boy by the name of Paco. And uh, he kind of turns the whole story around and, and turns this pilot into a hero. It's a real good, uh, feel-good indie comedy. So uh, check it out. It's called Runway. And that is about it for the show, folks. We'll say a big slon. And, of course, uh, Dublin will be alive with people from Limerick and, and Clare as the descend there. So we'll run this out with a track by Jim Clark called Owl Dublin. All the best. for our Irish community can be heard every Saturday from 11 a.m. to noon. This is AM 1430 CHKT, Fairchild Radio, Toronto.